This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us. Cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bringing down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. What a bowling! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. On the outside, he's oh! Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he's on the outside, comes inside, comes up a shot, and a goal! Manuel Benson once more! That is top class! Burnley have done it! Fantastic! Clarence deserved the championship title! They've been the best side throughout the campaign! 
fantastic achievement. The players have been magnificent. Good evening and welcome to the Turfcast podcast. That's an unusual one for me to say and yeah, we'll get it out of the way. It's probably probably sat there watching going, who's this Muppet talking? Where's Joe? What's Joe up to? Yeah, we've we've kidnapped him. We've hijacked the podcast. It's mine and Sam's now. We've had it. <laughs> no, um, basically, I don't know if you if you you see me knocking about. I've been on plenty of other podcasts, but I hosted one called Burnley Mundial. Um, that was yeah, something I really enjoyed doing. But then me and Joe had a few meetings, a uh, couple of chats, and we realised that we're sort of going in the same direction, trying to do the same content. Um, so we thought it'd be better to put all our efforts into one project and level up all the you know, all the content that we can produce and put it all through Turfcast and hopefully me and Joe working together along with Sam and a few other lads and yeah, we can hopefully really kick the the standard up. So yeah, we've, we've got that out of the way. So yeah, Burnley Mundial is now merged with Turfcast. So yeah, if you did, we did follow Turfcast and you follow Burnley Mundial and now you see me over here, forget about that, jump over at Turfcast, that's where the party's at. So how are you doing, Sam? How's it going? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not bad, but I'm not bad. Uh, I, uh, I do, I do definitely, definitely, definitely back this idea of uh, bringing you over to Turfcast. Yeah, content before, <laughs> like but it. really, really good. So getting you and Joe together, it's going to be yeah. a brilliant season going forward. We like it. Yeah, we, 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 we've got a lot of good ideas. We've got a lot of big, crazy plans, but we'll just take it one one step at a time. And we've got, let's say we've got yourself, we've got Neil, we've got a few others, and we've you know, built a decent little, little squad now, haven't we? So hopefully mm. we can have a good season, so... Yeah, first of all, where can everyone find you, Sam? I know you like to comment a lot on Twitter and uh, get oh, your two right. pence in, so where oh, can everyone right. find you first? Uh, the Clarence Roundup page on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Come up, come around, have a chat. Love love talking Burnley, football, everything. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So, yeah, we'll uh, see. We've got a few people uh, watching, a few comments. We've got uh, Vizzy in the chat. He's watching. How's, uh, how's it going, mate? Mazzola is flying. If you need a print, football, anything to do with print, so get onto Vizzy's Mazzola because that is... Just hit the hit the, hit the sky that thing. I oh, don't know man. where it's come from. I don't know if he's done it, but fair play to the lad. Um, what else we've got? Nash, Nash, yeah, they're from the Robin Robinson. Robinson, yeah, cheers. The new one, yeah. What, what do you think about the new shirt, Sam? I don't think we spoke about it yet. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. We we, we had a we had a little mini mm. chat about it just before we came on, didn't we? I think it's uh, I think it's uh, it's got a lot of finer details. Nice nice badge, even though everybody would. Getting around a little bit about this new badge. It's not a new badge. It's the same. No. Uh, I like. I like the collar. I think the collar is yeah. a retro big look. Fan. So yeah, really like it. Yeah, yeah, big fan. I, th- I think it's gonna be. It might take a while pe- for people to get around to to liking it, but I think it'll be a classic when we uh, when it comes back around to it. So mm. yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it on the pitch. It's being on the pitch. We've got, got a lot of good friendlies coming up later in the year. So yeah, tonight all we're gonna do is just gonna rattle through. You know, as many transfers as we can. Um, open up the debate to a few of us, see what people are thinking. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been struggling to keep up with all the transfers. <laughs> I've never known anything like it. Just player after player after player. I know. I'm loving the. I'm loving the direction that the club's going in as well. It's we're looking in the same ballpark of players for big money, and then the experienced players. We're we're looking at free agents, lower lower mm. price players, people that can come in and make an impact still, you know, not yeah. like the Aaron Lennon days, like where it's, you're bringing him in just to be an experienced head, like 
I mean, we'll get more into it later on, but some of the players yeah. that we're looking at can still play a, play a part for us now. So, yeah, absolutely loving yeah. it. The new links every day, it's so exciting. I know. It, for, for the first time in a while, it feels like we actually have a some sort of a strategy and a specific type of player that we want, not just... Uh, I mean, we probably did have a specific type of player in the past. Did he play for Stoke? Is he over 35? Is he British? But like, I feel like now we've actually got... A, a, you know, like an idea of what we want a player to look like, whether, you know, he's from Belgium, England, young, sort of, you know, getting on a little bit. They feel like they're, they're fitting the system. So that's like really refreshing to sort of see that. Um, so first one we'll talk about, well, it's pretty obvious. I think it's a done deal. It's common knowledge. It's just a matter of time now is James Trafford. We also is mad heroics in the under-21s. Um, he he's got like a calm calm cockiness about him you know he doesn't want to it doesn't feel like he's you know he's a bit of a you know big head but he, he's got the he's got the, the credentials to back it up um mm. i don't know if you've seen much of him last season i don't know if you managed to see anything of him so yeah he's a good good player for bolton um we're at 22 mm. clean sheets he got as well like yeah you're not a you're not a terrible goalkeeper if you get 22 no. clean sheets like so yeah really pleased with the signing to be fair yeah, yeah, that that should be announced anytime this week. I think now. Mm -hmm. I believe the medical's been done. I think all the promo stuff's been done. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's going to land back in Burnley this week off off holiday. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's that's. How do you see him slotting in? Do you see him going straight into his number one, or do you see him see Murich staying as you know? Obviously, he's not number one, but the, the actual you know the starting like on the starting team. Should you see yeah. him Murich starting and then Trafford? you know getting his foot in the door after a few games or how do you see it going it's it's a weird one really it's it's one of those ones where like i do still have a bit of a loyalty to Murich. i do mm. i do think the guy was good for us i don't think there's any real answer that you can give where you say Murich doesn't deserve that number one spot if you're in a team nearly every single game week in week out getting clean mm. sheets making saves granted our defense was very good last season so we didn't concede yeah. as many chances as we probably will do in the Premier League um, I don't think Murich on paper has done anything really to say that he shouldn't start however yeah. when you matched up against James Trafford who has just mm. come off these heroics not conceded a goal in the entire under 21's European Championships like also with his 22 clean sheets playing yeah. for uh, playing for Bolton and he's, in a, he's a Man City Academy graduate like yeah. all these th and he's young all these things that you add up, you kind of think what we're doing now is what Everton did with Jordan Pickford. Like mm. you go for England's next best upcoming yeah. goalkeeper and you will reap the benefits either yeah. if he stays, he'll be brilliant or yeah. in three or four seasons time, he's you've added 25, 30 million pounds to his price tag. It's a clever yeah. move from the club from all avenues. And yeah. I just think he'd be a brilliant signing. So yeah, really yeah. looking forward to that one. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, just from like a, a monetary point of view, I think it's an. I feel like you know the the pace Alan Pearson, his sort of backroom, his team, they, they look at players as like little investment portfolios, don't they? And yeah, this to me feels like the soundest investment you can probably make in football at this minute yeah, right now. You know, absolutely. obviously, you know, minus the big hitters and all that sort of stuff. But I think you know, fourteen million going to nineteen. I think even if he has a mediocre season keeps a few clean sheets, makes a few good performances, you're going to get 20 million from him. So you're going to get your money back. It's a it's a guaranteed return. 
he's going to back himself to to perform in the prem. So I think it's just a win win all round. Um, mm. It'd be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see the sort of fight between Murich. If Murich does stay, which I, I'm hoping he does, to have yeah. such quality in positions one and two in the goalkeeping department. But I, I've I've never known anything like that. You know, to have such high level of goalkeeping, and that surely. If you're a professional goalkeeper or even a player, that's going to either if you're sat on the bench, you're going to push a little bit harder mm-hmm. to you know to perform in training better every day. And if you're in the first in the starting eleven, you're going to push even that bit harder because you know that someone's behind you yeah. ready to come in. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, I think the positive side to the deal is uh, the structure that we're doing it at. Like mm. even before the Euros, fourteen million pound for a guy who okay you can dive a little bit deeper into it and you can look at the league and you can say it's a big jump up. I've had the exact same conversation about Scott Twine. I still think Scott Twine is one of the best players that in in recent Burnley history we will have signed. Come three, four years' time, I think he'll be brilliant. But I yeah. do think the step up from League One and missing half the championship season yeah. to the Premier League is going to be huge for him. So I personally yeah. think he deserves a loan. With mm. James Trafford in his position, he's just... Fourteen million pound, you could argue like, oh, maybe it's a little bit, and then yeah. you look at the nineteen, you're like, whoa, this could be yeah. ridiculous. Just go back to a week ago. You, you have yeah, the biggest yeah. moment in your country's under twenty one history, yeah. and you save a penalty with the last kick of the game after telling yeah. everybody you were going to save a penalty, and everybody sat there. All these good players yeah. as well, like Cole Palmer, all these brilliant players saying he's going to save it. These players yeah. rate you, the manager rates you. Our owner rates you. So, yeah. in turn, I rate you. So, I yeah. think it's a brilliant signing. Yeah, I agree. I think either or, I, I love Murich because he, he came in and he did such a good job for us. You know, he had his, you know, moments in the season, but I think you could probably say that about everybody in the squad. They all had a bit of a moment last season, Absolutely. but he was consistent. He was, he fit the system really well. And if we can improve on Murich, then that's an even bigger positive. If Murich gets better, that's still a positive. You know, if Trafford don't quite hit the ground running, Murich gets better. It's a win-win all round. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, for, excited for it. So, no, I totally agree. Yeah. So, the next one, I'd say a bit of a shift change in, in type of player, but Nathan Redmond, this sort of, to me, came out of the blue. Um, mm. Obviously, it's a player we all know. He's been around. I feel like he's been, he's only 29, but I feel like he's been around for... I know. Like, he's like the new Theo Walcott, isn't he? He's, like, I feel like he's been around forever, but overall, I, I, I say I'm not followed. I didn't watch him in Besiktas. I didn't know how he got, I got on. It all came out of the blue. Personally, I don't see it as a problem having a player like Nathan Redmond in Premier League quality. He knows his way around Premier League team. I think it's going to be a great addition. Something that we've needed. I think we've got a good balance. Well, we you know we, we should have a good balance of young and experienced and I feel like we were just leaning on the young side and inexperienced side a bit too much and I think this just swings it back in the balanced favour now. The pendulum swings back from Mm. this youth team that we had that's gone through this fairy tale season and this kind of almost grounds us back together. We've kept Rodriguez, we've kept Jack Cork, we're bringing in Redmond, we're bringing in Andros Townsend. These four will create probably a little dynamic in the dressing room of like, listen, we're the vets and you yeah. guys are the new up-and-coming players, and we are going to lean on you to perform mm. on the pitch, but we're going to ground you all as well. Yeah. I think when it comes to a player like Nathan Redmond, if you go yeah. back to any of my Leeds mates that are over here, like I'm telling <laughs> you, for about four or five years, I've said Nathan Redmond is a player that I would love to see at Burnley. Yeah, I, We might have got him 
you know, when he's in the, you know, pushing towards the twilight of his career. But yeah, Nathan Redmond is still a very, very good player and he's still a Too good right, utility yeah. player in the Premier League. I thought it was weird when he left Southampton to go mm. to Bajiktas anyway. Um, he's gone there. Obviously, I don't think many people that have been over there on loan or whatever have hit the heights yeah. because it's a no. very strange league. Um, yeah. For him to come back to where he's known for his best football, I think, like you say, the depth in positions is brilliant. And I think it also adds our winger situation last season was so brilliant because we had so many different dynamics. You could bring Cherlinov on, you could bring Twine on and play him there, you could bring Goodmanson on, who's a technician. Then you've got Benson, who's just a magician. Then you've got Zareri, who's got quick feet and can beat a man. And then you add Teller, who's so fast. Just bringing in Redmond, it's just something different. And it yeah. means that when we chop and change the team and we bring players out, it, also it'd be so nice to see us have a bench in the Premier League. Like, <laughs> I know. Crazy. I know. I said that to my mate. It's like we're actually going to be in the Premier League and we're going to be actually able to look down the bench and go, yeah. "Oh, we could bring him on and we can change yeah. that. We can, you know, we could bring this for you." And it's it's it, it's probably giving me a bit of like a false sense of excitement and like yeah. optimism for the season. And I don't <laughs> like it. It makes me nervous. I'm used to this going, right, let's just get, let's get 35 points up board yeah. and we'll just go from there sort of it's thing. It's a pessimistic but... view of being a Burnley fan like over yeah. the last kind of 40 years. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. not myself, but like, you know, over this amount of time, we've seen yeah. so many different Burnley teams and, you know, you kind of get used to this kind of like, Okay, yeah. We're not really going to have a bench, but the starting 11 will work for the team. They'll all work as a big unit now. We're yeah. just like, we're like circus football. We're like <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Of the Premier League is yeah. brilliant. But yeah, so it's really you, without, without obviously knowing too much about Redmond's recent playing issue, do you see him being a starter in the team at the beginning just to sort of let the other lads that have had the inexperience in the Prem sort of bed themselves into this sort of... It, it, being in the Premier League, it comes with all the added baggage, doesn't it? Of like the spotlight, the you know, yeah. there's more cameras on a match day, there's more interviews, more. So I'm wondering if you know, a company might actually let Redmond take the reins a little bit and be that starting, or have that starting position, and let the you know, like your Bensons and Zeruis actually come in and be drip fed in. Which I think, on if you look at the bigger picture, I think it's a really smart move. Yeah. Um, so Tony raised a good point as well, like 29 for a Premier League yeah. player, like. We could get three for a free signing. I don't know how long the contract's going to be, whether it's going to be a year with an option to extend if we stay up or, you know, a two year or whatever. But 29 yeah. is an absolute bargain. You know, it's absolutely no brainer, yeah. isn't it, of someone of his quality? I think, so. I, I, I think it's when I was saying Twilight of your career, I kind of mean like he's currently in what should be like his prime yeah. years. So we'll yeah. get like a couple of prime years and then we'll start yeah. to see the tail off. Um, I think the thing with Nathan Redmond is. And and like I say, it's because I, I still think he's a really good player. But it's like you said, like <laughs> I still see him as like this twenty-three-year-old yeah. Nathan Redmond, like he's been around yeah. for ages. Um, I can see him starting. I don't think he will. I think the only, yeah. I, I think the only player that I could I could see out of the attacking kind of four or five players that we've had mm. is Zaruri being the player to bed in because Benson, yeah. in my opinion, I think yeah. even at the start of the season he was ready-made. I think mm. it just took a bit of time for him to get, you know, his, his end product sorted and his balls into the box. And then after that, it was brilliant. Yeah. And then he had his fixed, little fixed the end product, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just just before that, just before he even got injured, it was great. And still, it was, it, the game against Millwall, yeah. when he that, got This him, isn't intentional, by the way. This was purely I, coincidental. It was. It was, <laughs> it was absolutely not, not a setup whatsoever. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I, if it was if it was up to me, I'd I'd say keep it the same. Um, but I also wouldn't hate it if it did happen. And I looked at the team sheet against Man City and I saw Nathan yeah. Redmond because when you sign somebody on a free transfer, you do get a little bit of leeway where yeah. it's like, okay, if you give him five weeks as a starter and it doesn't work, it's like we've yeah. spent nothing on him. So the manager can pull the plug a little bit and say, right, yeah, yeah. be an impact player. And then gives her area a go. He's had time to have pre-season, train mm. with the team, get some Premier League minutes off the bench because he inevitably will do if he doesn't if he didn't start. Yeah. And we'll start to see Anas shine like he yeah. did when he first came in. Nobody had any expectations for Anas. I remember when we signed him and people were like, right, tell her uh, this person, all this happens. We've played 13 games and we've not even mm. seen Zareri. I've kind of forgotten about him. And he came in yeah. and, uh, and then he was nearly everybody's fan favourite at one point in the season. So, you know, I won't I won't be putting it past Zareri yeah. having another belter as well. That yeah, dipping yeah. form means nothing to me. He's a quality no. footballer. And, of course he is. Yeah. Um, Paul Yates raises a good point as well, saying Redmond's a good move and we need an experienced PL player. It's well known that young players burn out, which, mm. you know, yeah. I think I'm trying to, I think I understand what he's trying to say. I think young, inexperienced players playing at the Premier League level mm. will probably get too excited, too carried away, try and yeah. do too much and will probably burn out, maybe not in the 90 minutes, but over a period of games. And having someone like Redmond coming in, I think it's a no brainer. So I think overall, Nathan Redmond is a resounding thumbs up the comment everyone in the comments seems to oh, like absolutely. it absolutely um, i mean you've seen it not... you've seen it with players like livermento and and yeah Alibur, like they've had spells at the club that they yeah been at, and then you were nothing of them like, yeah. more than likely gone yeah. and livermento fell off a cliff like I don't yeah he did even happened yeah. to livermento so it's like it happens yeah yeah, Andrew Blythe says mentioned that as well. I remember this happening a few years ago after the yeah. game. I think Southampton beat City, didn't they? And Guardiola straight onto the pitch and into Redmond's ear, and he kept like praising him. Now whether he was just like looking to deflect away from, mm. you know, like he does the Pep's little, you know, little PR box that he's got. But yeah, yeah. You wonder if that connection, you know, maybe Pep Guardiola said had a whisper in his ear and said to Vincent, mm. if you can get him for nothing, go and get him because he'll be a great yeah. addition. So. Um, so on the back of Redmond, talking about sort of older experienced players, we are linked and looks to be done with um, to with Nathan, Andros Townsend. Um, he's been training with us, apparently just get in shape and have a feel about what you know, get a feel of what we're doing. Um, I think he falls pretty similar into the Nathan Redmond category, probably a little bit not as I don't yeah. I'm not as excited as Andros Townsend, for Andros Townsend as I am for Redmond. Yeah, uh, just because I think Andros has had quite a crap patch with injuries any really but yeah I think again adding another player like Andros I think what what do you think he'll bring to the table Premier League experience Premier League yeah. quality um you know scored bangers against us in the past that goal <laughs> yeah. against City is one of the best yeah. goals I've ever seen like how he can just pluck that out the sky yeah. keep it at the same level the whole way great goal um yeah similar to a player a little bit, not necessarily mm. exactly, but similar to a player like Gudmundsson. Like, Gudmundsson was never blessed with any pace, but Gudmundsson, for me, is a brilliant technical footballer. Yeah, He's he very is. good at yeah. swinging the ball into the box. Every time he does get a set piece, it's normally Bob on the money. Similar yeah. with somebody like Andres Townsend. If he loses his pace, it's not the end of the world, because I never remember no. uh, seeing Andres Townsend get the ball, carry the ball 40 yards with his pace, like Gareth, no. Blake, like Gareth Bale did. Like I I've seen Andres Townsend hit a ball from 40 yards, and it sting the keeper's hands, and it really yeah. makes the goalkeeper. 
and he has good vision. He can take a man on, stuff like that. So, mm. I, again, if you were telling me it was for £10 million, I'd be saying that's a bit yeah. weird. The fact yeah. that it's free and you're probably going to get him on between 25 and 30k a week yeah. because of his age, I don't really think, again, like there's much leverage to be like, mm, that's a bit annoying. Yeah, it's yeah. free. It's not a lot of money. Yeah. And there's a lot more upside than there is downside. So yeah, Pro- providing he stays in decent nick, yeah. and can keep away from injuries. I think even if you even if you went top heavy at like forty k a week, you know, like yeah. it to me just seems like a no brainer. Yeah. He's you know he's he's going to be able to talk to these young lads about what it's like to play at Old Trafford or you know like how it is to deal with the you know, the tight ground at Crystal Palace, you know, he's going to give all these yeah. little bits of insight, like the extra stuff off the pitch that, and I think he ju- he's just going to be, I feel like company is setting up a little bit of like a, I don't, wanna, I don't know how you word it properly, but like almost, I'm trying to imagine it like on a business point, you've got like a little manager's group, aren't you, that yeah. look after all the other, you know, and I feel like yeah, he's yeah. setting up this little group of experience, calm, mm. you know, like, you know, like good lads, you know, like just a yeah. good group of lads like Corky, Brownhill, yeah, yeah. and, you know, Andros, right? and, I, and I feel like these lads that are coming in, they're almost worth the money that you spend on them, whether it is, you know, if it's a top heavy wage and a little bit of like a upfront fee to them straight in the back pocket because they're a free transfer. And I think all that is just going to, we're going to, we're going to notice that then mm. these signings later on in the season, yeah. I think we're going to notice them signings when, we have a bit of a mid-season wobble and then these experienced heads get together, they regroup and, they, you know, they preach company's message to um, yeah. to the other lads on the pitch. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's nice to see us be linked with actually good experienced players, mm. not just experienced players. Yeah, <laughs> we, we in the past have, have looked at those experienced players and, like, looked at, like, experienced players, like players that should not gain any more experienced type players mm. like players that are like done at that level and we somehow with the retirement home yeah. like, have one last payday in the premier league it's like now it is nice to see that like okay we're bringing in all the players but it's like you're talking like nathan redmond andros townsend yeah. andros townsend when they signed in forever yeah that him and damari gray were a steal because yeah. he was free and damari gray was like a million two million pound like yeah these all these things just come back to this whole like the board, the manager, like mm. everything is working in this perfect yeah. cog where companies like. And the thing is, as well, this isn't even to go back to like the Daesh days and say that things yeah. didn't work, they worked. We stayed in the Premier yeah. League for a long time, like, but now it's nice to see it from the other standpoint. It's like this time mm. it feels like we're gonna give this a proper go, yeah, like, yeah. wherever we finish. We're gonna then take the next step the season after. Yeah. It feels yeah. like we're on that tra- trajectory of a bright. Yeah. And if all fails and we don't end up doing brilliantly this season, yeah. And God forbid, you know, we do end up having a relegation battle. Mm. We have the tools there that yeah. gives you a little bit of a feeling before a match. They're saying, okay, tell us injured if we get him, say. Yeah. Oh, we've we've got Redmond, brilliant. Oh, he's injured. Yeah. Townsend's there. It yeah, just fills yeah. you with like a oh Boyd's injured. Yeah, who's this Who academy yeah. striker, Chris Long, who's going to come on in the <laughs> Premier League? Or yeah, Dan yeah. Adji. You know what I mean? It's stuff like yeah. that. I think yeah, it's nice to see us actually having a transfer window on the front foot rather yeah. than 
sitting back, letting everybody else do the business. Because that's what it felt like the club did, is they let everybody else do the business, mm-hmm. let them make all the stupid, massive signings. You know, because I don't want us to get suckered into paying 20 million more than a player should be worth. But I also don't want to lose out on players that can actually yeah. bring something to take us forward. And if that means paying a little bit more, sometimes mm-hmm. it's worth it, rather than sitting at the back of the room, watching everybody have all the fun, pick all the best bits, and then all we're doing is just picking the scraps off the table. Um, yeah. And I really feel like that what what we're trying to do. Vin, I think Vincent's leading this. I do think. Yeah. I really do. I think. Obviously, the director of football and Alan Pearson out there having a big say in it all. But I think companies leading it and saying, "I need this, 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 and this." Mm. I don't care. I'm not asking for who it is. I need yeah. you to go and find me this, 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 and this. And it, it seems to think it's that, working. Like, at the end of last season, when he's going to all these different teams, just yeah. like yeah. Strasbourg, and he's going yeah. and watching these games, like. Yeah. He's a young manager as well, so he's yeah, a yeah. foot manager. Like he's yeah. saying, like, okay, I'll take the time out to go and look at this guy, so yeah. I can give you my honest opinion. Say, I want him. Now you send your scouts over to preseason and watch him, see how he does, yeah. how he trains, and stuff like that, and yeah. tell me whether or not you think he's worth eleven million quid. I trust your judgment, but I'm trying yeah, myself. Exactly. I think he set the tone himself, company. When, like, four days after we did just did the trophy parade, he's like. Mm-hmm out watching Arsenal game, you know, he's out, he's out watching it. And I'm like, yeah. mate, just chill out. Like go and have an holiday. Like you have given us one at best seat. Just go and have an holiday. It's not a problem. Don't worry about it. But like fair play to him. He's obviously gone out looking for what he wants and he, yeah. you know, he's, he's smashing it. And yeah. Um, next one. I'm going to absolutely butcher this name. And I know probably a few other Burnley fans are, but I'm going to go for it. Uh, I'm going to go for Zeke Amduni from Basel, Basel, FC Basel. I don't literally this one came out of nowhere yeah like this went from nothing to oh we've signed yeah. we you know he, yeah we signed him he's on his way over for a medical 18 you know 18 million euro fee's been agreed i don't know really know what much to say about him all the only thing i've got from him is he's 22 year old he's a first team swiss international mm. um bagged 20 20 odd goals last season couple of assists yeah and the Swiss fans that have been, you know, had a mooch around this evening online and read mm-hmm. a few comments, they think he's, you know, better than sliced bread sort of thing. Yeah. So what do you know about him or what, what do you think? What are your thoughts on? I don't want to try it again. I'm going to um, have to do I'm doing Zeke, I'm doing it. <laughs> Zeke, I'm doing it. Um, so I watched the Switzerland and Spain under-21s game because there's been no football on. So yeah. I decided to watch it. Uh, he scored in the 2-1 loss to them. Yeah, He looked a good player there. Um, not to say that I watched the game and I was like, oh, get him in. Because like, he just looked a good yeah. player. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> just go watch the YouTube videos, man. Like, I, I know. The guy looks... I mean, a YouTube video <laughs> does do that. Like, yeah. But he looks so good. Yeah. And it's like, even though it's come out of nowhere, like, you back the Benson transfer, you back the... Of course you do, yeah. You, know, you back the, the Zereri transfer, you back the yeah. Bayer transfer. These players are out of nowhere and these players are now players that we as Burnley fans don't think we could live without in the Premier League. You know, we're yeah. saying Benson's worth 40 million, so AC Milan, if you want him, come pay 50, 60. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think, again, it's just testament, testament to the club's transfer policy now of... You know, we're not just shopping in retirement homes. We're no. not shopping in uh, in a pool of players that feels yeah. like, you know, no other team would touch and we're just there 
trying to buy yeah. players on his own. You know, like they're all having their transfer window and we're there in like a like a yeah. little park in, in Burnley Town Centre going like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you want to play for Burnley? It's like they don't <laughs> yeah. feel that anymore. Like it feels like we're looking at this young player who's been at an under-21s European Championship who's scored against Spain in the semi-final and they've looked at mm. it and gone, this guy's got a bit of quality and he plays for Basel and he's scored goals in European competition. Yeah. Let's take a punt on him. And, you know, we bought Lyle Foster for seven million quid nobody knew who what. We're yeah. still waiting to see if he can be the yeah, player yeah. we expect him to be. Now we could have an attacking strike force of uh, Amdouni, um, yeah. Lyle Foster, Jay Rodriguez and Val Vegas. Now, yeah. you, if you were telling me that that four was going to be our attacking quartet in in the strike yeah. position, I'd have laughed at you at the start of the transfer. I'd have said we'd have had it's, Jay Rodriguez yeah. and one more. <laughs> yeah, it's that crazy, isn't it? Be, that could be yeah. brilliant for us. Having that depth at striker could be so yeah. good. I know. I was watching, and like you said, the you know the show reels that like like you can make me a show reel and make me look like fucking any player you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like I don't like watching show reels because I think you don't put the bad bits in someone's show reel, do you? Like you know, mm. if I make a show reel of all the stuff like stuff I've designed, I'm not going to put the absolute turd that gets rejected <laughs> in. I might. So it's like, but when I watched it, I watched the clips of him, and it was the a lot of his goals, like a lot of his attacking plays was from sort of like 20 yards out, like little touches in and around yeah. one twos with other players, little, and I think, I, th I just think he's going to slot in so well because we're going to have mm -hmm. these flying wingers, you know, these flying wing wingers bombing past him mm -hmm. and he's going to be dropping in, you know, he's effectively going to play, I don't know, it, it seems like it'd be like a false number 10, which is like, yeah, so I've never really heard. I don't think that's a, is a false tenor thing, or have I just made that up? I don't. I don't know. I based on how Rodriguez started the season, yeah, that, he was like he'd pick the ball up in midfield, then spread yeah. it out wide, and then he'd get himself into the box with a late run. Yeah, I think this guy looks similar. Like he yeah. likes to receive the ball further out from goal, but he's very mm. comfortable at getting the ball and then a sharp turn left to take yeah. the ball. Then he's got enough presence of mind to like play it very yeah. quickly. And then make the move, and that's yeah. what we want to see. Like our style of play suits that, which I felt yeah. we didn't have the the striker last season to fit that. You know, like to get the ball, play and go. It's yeah. one of the things that I was worried about. If like if Vegas does stay, which I, in mm. fairness I am coming round to the fact of like I do actually want him to stay now. Like I'm yeah. pretty happy with him being there. Um, yeah. Is that's one of the things that I've been worried about with him? Is like does he have the legs to get from centre yeah. mid? to a late run into the box in the space of 15 mm. seconds. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I'd like him to prove me wrong. Whereas I think yeah. this guy fits that bill perfectly. Yeah, I think yeah. he'll be there constantly. And yeah. if we can get him going in front of goal, I think we've got a real gem on his hands there as well. Yeah. This kid looks, he looks like a, I won't say, I won't say real deal. I don't want to egg him up too much, but he looks like a, like a proper player, you know what I mean? He looks like... The Swiss Messi, as I saw a comment in the Yeah, the Swiss Messi that popped up. <laughs> but it looked like, it look it just looks like that next level of European footballer to me. Like it, mm. it just looks like his fit, his stature, his way he carries yeah. the ball. He, you know, he wears his socks down his back of his legs a little bit too low for my mm. liking. But he's got that, <laughs> you know, he's got that like I should be touching European football swagger yeah. about him, which is the caliber player I think we should be going for. We should be mm. touching to look at and stuff. Ambitious um, players is what. Every club aspires yeah. to have. If you have a player yeah. that comes in who wants to be at your club to yeah, improve yeah. themselves and the team yeah. in the process, yeah. I don't think you can lose from that. No, I think 
our thing in the past was we'd brought in players that were kind of already in yeah. that kind of sphere of we've been Premier League footballers for like maybe five, ten years. Like I don't have anything left to prove. This yeah. these players have something to prove. So I yeah, think it's yeah. a good planning right here. Yeah, and this transfer in particular, the the news reporting out of it was company personally got stuck into Zeki on the mm. phone um, and he, company was almost like selling him the dream, not selling him the dream. That sounds like he's trying to con him into, you know, playing for dog and duck or something, but <laughs> like he, he, he was, he was on the phone to him. And I think I sort of talk about that for a minute about companies pulling power and like, how has that changed our target? Do, you know, will have that affected who we go for? Will it mean that we will just throw a cheeky bid in for a player that two years ago probably didn't even know where Burnley was? You know, does having company pull these players in, does it give us that extra reach that other clubs don't have? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think there's there's two parts to that. I think mm-hmm. part of it's company and part of it is how clever the club have been in general with mm-hmm. everything they've done since his appointment. So mm-hmm. obviously the side of it is you could go back to the first podcast I did with Joe last season. Um, and I said... Without disrespecting Burnley even slightly, Vincent Company is bigger than the club. Mm. Like Vincent Company is known worldwide. Vincent Company is known as Manchester City's captain. He's known as a Premier League winner. He's known yeah. as um, you know he's known as, as as a great as a brilliant captain. When people talk about all time Premier League teams, yeah. he is in the conversation for centre half. When you yeah. bring a player of, of of that stature in to manage your club. It's yeah. not like when you bring somebody like, okay, again, no disrespect, but Michael Duff. If we'd have signed Michael Duff at the start of last season and said mm. he's our manager for the season, nobody would be talking about Burnley now. No. Even if he hit 103 points, they'd be saying the football's good, but you wouldn't be saying yeah. it's Michael Duff's Burnley and that's yeah. the reason. Vincent Company yeah. brings an awe about him as this young, ambitious manager yeah. who is exactly like he was in his playing days. Ambitious, mm. headstrong leader, and yeah. he's unswayed. He's got his ideas of how things are going, and he's buying players to fit that mould. He's not yeah. doing what Dyche did, where it's kind of like, who's available? In the nicest mm. possible way, again. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dyche, we were shopping in a completely different market. Yeah, uh, the comment there about speaking five languages is another huge thing. It's a manager who has the ability to speak to different yeah. players from different countries. Yeah. He has his own scouting network, i.e., yeah. himself. He goes to yeah. every game that ever ha- has happened in different countries. Um, and then sorry for it to go on so long, but then to go <laughs> to the club side of it is yeah. the club have then gone and changed the things around the stadium, brought in mm. uh, bigger boards. Uh, mm. Done things in the, um, you know, in the hospitality section. Uh, mm. You know, they're doing the paving stones on the outside. These are little things, but they're actually, if you're a Burnley fan, you see it. Then you mm. go further ahead. They've signed JJ Watt, yeah, out of nowhere. And I thought if anyone's seen that video that he's done tonight, by the way, the have you seen that? Making a Benny and Hart. It's hilarious. He fucking despises that drink. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> but I. Fair play to him, yeah. yeah, but yeah sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, no. Um, but um, but then, like, you've got JJ doing every single thing right himself <laughs> from his standpoint. Is yeah. he's won a Burnley cap to bed every single night <laughs> since he became owner of Burnley. Yeah, uh, and then you look at this. Is it uh, for the life, dude? Perfect. Is that it? Yeah, that yeah. is massive. 
that is so clever because that's yeah. not even necessarily for Burnley. That's for no. Burnley's academy and yeah. Burnley's like youth section of the of the yeah. of the squad. And all that does is just say, American viewers, come mm. over. Zaruri, yeah. Moroccan, you Moroccan viewers are in South yeah, Africa, yeah. Lyle Foster. The club have also been so clever in the situation. So we have created this thing. We've got a Sky documentary, all these things. We've got 103 points, beat Blackburn in a, in, his, in 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 their own backyard to yeah. win a title. All this stuff came together for this great narrative of going into the Premier League. We are a very, very, very attractive football club to sign for. Yeah. And that is down to Vincent Kompany yeah. as a manager and the board yeah. and Alan Pace. Yeah. So, yeah, credit that, to yeah, that Well, that's what I was going to wrap up what you just said. I was just yeah. going to say that package sounds sexy like to me like if you can you know like i know what it's like to live in burnley like i've you know like i've been you know been, been a burnley fan home like i know what it's like it's not the nicest place you know there's better places to live you know i love burnley because it's my own my town my team but what they've done to get players to us is said you know they've like I said they've gone look we're you know we're smashing north america chances are we'll be playing in north america at some point next summer if we stay in the premier league so there's that whole market for players to get stuck into you know, you've got the do perfect partnership. You know, we've got we've, we've redone all the facilities. You know, we've, we're just upping the levels of everything, and that makes such a difference. And I think it has started because company has. I mean, I think this is obviously this has been the aim for Alan Pace and you know his team that you want they want to like uplift the club, aren't they, with everything? Mm -hmm. But I think company coming in has accelerated that because. Yeah. Even just little things like, well, I say little things, it's not a little thing, but like Gary Neville doing the overlap. Like that's yeah. something I never thought I would ever say in a sentence. I've got my manager, Vincent Company, walking around Paddyham with Gary Neville talking about Erling Haaland yeah. in a Burnley kit. You know, like talking to Vincent in a Burnley, like that is something. If I had to told myself 10 years ago, I'd have been yeah. like, what are you on about? Like Burnley will never reach levels like that. And I think oh. that makes such a massive difference to bringing players in. Mm. So it's no surprise that we are just going out and just signing Basil's best player, you know. Yeah. Basil, you know, I've correct me if I'm wrong, but they're like Champions League, you know, like Europe yeah. Europa League regulars, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So we've just pulled them out and pulled him out of there and he's, he's signed for us and Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Absolutely. I just no, think no, carry on, carry on. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to move on to the next bit. Go on, fill that in before I do. No, I, was, I was just going to say, like, it, like, like, like we were saying though, it's just testament mm. to where we're at now. Like this pulling power from company as well. Like he takes the time out of his day to make transfers happen because he knows how big of an impact it has. Yeah, you like go to all the big teams and look at big signings. Mm. Nine times out of ten, the managers sat down with the player, yeah, walked them through things it's his way he's been at City for years he's seen him do it yeah. with other players it's his way of yeah. doing it and it adds just a little extra touch yeah. it's like oh here's the numbers here's the figures here's the contract come in yeah, sit yeah. medical and sit down or I've done 18 phone calls with Vincent Company since last night yeah. he's rang me every hour on the hour yeah. to tell me how much he loves me and it, that makes a difference yeah. so, so yeah, are we are we agreeing then that Company's phone call has more pulling power than Sean Dash's omelette a Sean Dyche omelette does sound nice, but <laughs> if Vincent Company rang me every hour to tell me he loves me, I, I, I think I'd be weak yeah. in the knees. So yeah, yeah, I think I, I yeah, I think say. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take a I'll take a company phone call any day. Yeah. Um. Right. Next one. Um. I'm expecting the views of this to go through the roof now because we're going to mention Coventry. 
As soon as Burnley fans <laughs> mention Coventry on socials, it goes absolutely batshit. So, anyway, Gustavo Hamer from Coventry. Um, apparently, we're working hard to get the deal done. There's been some talks, I believe, what I've been told and had news passed on. Obviously, 15 million, that seems to be just... If Burnley are interested, 15 million quid, that seems to be going rate. Gustavo Hamer, for me, feels like a really good positive signing. Mm. I think it fills... It adds another name into that midfield section that we desperately, not desperately need, but we really do need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I know you wanted to speak about Gustavo, who you mentioned before we started, you wanted to speak about him. So yeah, what's yours? Tell us all about him. Um, obviously, being in the championship last season, you do take an interest in some of the other teams. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of our biggest random out of nowhere rivalries because we tried to sign <laughs> Calibor Hair once for about eight minutes. Um, Coventry seemed to be a club that I kind of kept an eye on. Not yeah. from the, not from the standpoint of like I was obsessed. I actually really liked Coventry before yeah. the whole thing happened, and I still really like Coventry. I still want them to do well. It was just really weird at the midpoint in the season that they fabricated a rivalry because we bid for yeah. a player. But it seems like that could happen all over again this summer. Um, but Gustavo Hamer is a very, very, very good footballer, like very technical, yeah. ready for that jump to the Premier League. The price yeah. tag's not horrendous at £15 million. No, no. Um, especially when you've got the leverage of ha- of sending Luke McNally out on loan and him performing so well. I think that added noughts to yeah. what we paid. So he, or not noughts, sorry, but, you know, extra figures. Yeah, um, yeah. We bought him for like £2 million, something like that. Yeah, it was around that word. It was quite yeah. more. Um, so for me now going from that league one player that we spent two million pound on and having a very good season i'm going to mm. lowball it because i did see some people saying earlier that it'd be it'd be valued at around five to six million pound i think yeah tops personally about four million pound yeah and with bobby thomas's rise through he's played for like three four different clubs now on yeah board. yeah every club he's been unbelievable at. like mm. i would be a little tiny bit gutted to see him go but i also see the positive mm. in having this academy player sell for like two million pound and yeah. actually making a move to someone he's genuinely going to play for. Um, yeah. So I do think that will happen by the end of the transfer window. If yeah. he stays brilliant, he, he might be in the fold, but I could definitely see Bobby Thomas leaving. So apparently we had this bid of two players and yeah. cash rejected. Um I did see a few Burnley fans saying like, oh, why would you not accept that? You don't know what the cash figure is. We could no, have no. very easily lowballed it at like £5 million and exceeded what yeah. we believe McNally and these players to be worth. I think a, a, a genuine, genuine offer that should be accepted by Coventry under all circumstances mm. is a 10 to £11 million bid yeah. of cash and those two players. Yeah. If, I can't find any world where Bobby Thomas and Luke McNally are worth any less collectively than six million pound. Yeah, you know, yeah, or five to six million pound. Yeah, but so it's, it's one of them. Like, even if yeah. we, even if we overinflate McNally's price, it's sort of not to say Coventry's fault because I'll probably get cancelled on Twitter for saying it's Coventry's fault for letting McNally have the season that he had because by yeah. all accounts he was their star performer. It's sort mm. of similar to what's happened with Teller. Like Teller's only been you know we're so attached to getting him because he was so good so Southampton have inflated I think they've inflated the value yeah. really high and they're making it really hard to get and I think I think we can leverage McNally a little bit more we might just have to cut our losses we've got quite a lot of centre-halves in the door 
if we lose one of them young upcoming centre halves in McNally to replace him with arguably one of the you know probably the top ten players of the championship last season, I think it's a it's a positive all round. And if we can get that deal done for like you say, I'd be happy with like you know even like ten mil cash and yeah. McNally, which I think, and then throw in some I don't know some like add on bonuses. You know if we stay up and he scores a couple of goals or yeah. gets a few international caps, whatever like. I think, you know, throw that in there. And I think that's a good deal all around. It's more cash in the bank for, for Coventry and they get a replacement. They don't have to get an instant player straight back to them. They don't have to then look for another yeah. player to Absolutely. fill a hole that McNally's left. So I think Gustavo, um, I think, yeah, I think it's a win-win. I hope that one does come good. But I do want to bring in um, a tweet that I've seen online from mm-hmm. our good friend, Simon Gilbert. You might have seen him knocking about... He's trying to force this rivalry. I don't I don't get it. You know what I mean? I don't get it. Like, what's this all about? Like, Burnley with champagne, champagne taste and lemonade pockets. Like, what are they realistically looking for for, for him? Like, are they literally looking for 30 million? Is that what they're thinking? Or See, this, this, is, this is the point where, like, like I was saying about the whole commentary thing, like, it was a bit annoying at, like, the midpoint of last season. But it's like, now, not even in the same division, it's just a yeah. bit weird. And... This just shows how some journalists can be very, yeah. very good with what they do. And some journalists are just antagonising, like to go uh, go for the throat in every situation mm. and not do any research. Lemonade Pockets were spending £19 million on a goalkeeper, £18 million on a battle striker. Yeah. We're spending, buying two players for free transfers. Fair enough. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh, we spent 15 on Bayer. And we've spent seven on Dara O'Shea. Like, if you put the money there, it's not lemonade pockets, really, is it? No. And I just think it's—I just think it's really weird. Yeah. But from the other side of it, which I was saying, like, I don't have any bad blood towards Coventry. They do deserve to get a good fee for him. You've done so yeah. well in that recruitment side of bringing him in out of nowhere, and he's been yeah. brilliant. You deserve some money, but you have to be realistic. He won't yeah. sell for 16, 17, 18 million pounds. No. Nobody will touch that. 15 yeah. is already a little bit too much. Yeah. I'd and say that, 13, yeah. 14, I would say yeah. it's fine. The fact yeah. we're throwing in like six million quid's worth of players. <laughs> no. Like, honestly, take the deal. You're getting two brilliant centre outs yeah. and 10 million pounds to get a replacement centre midfielder. Like, yeah. exactly. And it. like, you you got to, you got to tow a fine line with players that, that they know that they're probably. Their time at Coventry, unless Coventry get promoted next season, like he's his time at Coventry is coming to an end because he wants that Premier League move. You yeah. don't want to keep a player longer no. than he should be at a club, whether he wants to move on or what he doesn't. But some players you have to get them out the door to let them progress themselves. And I think now we're at sat here now saying, you know, ten to fifteen million plus a player or two in your way, like just take the deal. Like it's mm-hmm. not a bad deal. Like you, we're not shafting you. We're not like trying yeah. to steal him off you for four million quid yeah, and Bobby exactly. Thomas. Like we're offering good cash and we're offering you two good players. Like, but I he had <laughs> one, one year left on his contract. Yeah, what well, exactly? Look at yeah. our rivals from down the road. Yeah, where yeah, they have their best striker since Alan Shearer. Yeah, best striker since since God's gift, yeah. and they've sold him for nothing. Don't yeah. be like, don't no, be like no. them. Like, you can be very sensible in this. You've just got twenty-four million pound for a very, very, very good striker who I mm. personally would have been over the moon to have signed. Yeah. And yeah. if we sign Hamer, 
that means you have done similar to what we did in yeah. we sold £70 million of players because we can't yeah. keep all our best players all the time because yeah. we're not Chelsea, we're not City, we're not United. Yeah. We then went and invested that back. They've done yeah. very well with uh, Ellis Sims and I believe, mm. not 100% positive, but Johnson Clark Harris signed today. Right. Yeah, so I think that, I saw that the day, yeah. Yeah, that's two brilliant strikers to have brought yeah, into a yeah. place. Jokeresh. You get 13, 12 million quid for... Gustavo Hayman, yeah. you could bring in a ball of centre midfield exactly. and have two centre-halves to enjoy. Exactly. So, tech the deal, man. Yeah. So, on that, Coventry, let him, give us Gustavo. Give us yeah. Gustavo. <laughs> we'll have him. We'll have him. Um, yeah, we're wrapping up these links now. We've got uh, one more that is sort of, it's in the making, it's in the mixing. It's I feel like it's a bit of a soft, I wouldn't say soft link, but it's not as concrete as the others. But Amid Diallo from... Um, Oh, I, forget. I did write it down. I forgot where his parent club is, but it was, on, it was at Sunderland last year, weren't it? Man United. Um, oh, Man that's the one, sorry. Um, like That seems like one of them Premier League loans that I think would work. Again, he was in sort of the top end of top, you know, highly rated players in the Championship last year. Now's probably his fair crack to have a go in the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. You bob on there, mate. Um, mm. He... he... So I, when we were linked with Jack Clark, he was the first name that I brought up in that conversation. I'm not one of these people who's going to like see this link and then I'm going to be like, mm. I love this player. I love yeah. him. He's brilliant. Even with somebody like I'm, uh, this, um, I'm doing it, I yeah. still think that um, the, the lad from Mets personally was sold yeah, to me yeah. a little bit more than this kid at the moment. From what I've seen of this kid, he still looks good, but I still think that this Georgian lad was the one mm. that said to me, we're going to sign him, brilliant. Same with players like Mike Trezor when we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. When we were linked with Jack Clark, the first thing that I said was he wasn't even the best winger at Sunderland. Yeah. Like, so why would we spend 12 million quid on Jack Clark when somebody like Ama Diallo's there on the chopping block for Man United yeah. if they don't really want him? We can take yeah. a player like that. I think he's a quality footballer. I think he's very raw. Yeah. Uh, I think when he did come into Sunderland, I think he did see that in certain spells. But then it's like that goal that he scored in the semi-final. I mean, that mm. was just unbelievable. Like that, what, yeah, what, a, yeah. what a goal that was! Like just a yeah. flick back and curl into the top corner, brilliant. Yeah. So it shows a lot of quality, yeah. and in a loan deal as well. Like it's not exactly. That bad. Yeah, I think I think one of them would be a win-win all round for player, yeah. club, and parent club, won't it? That United have got a player out in the Premier League, mm-hmm. you know, playing the trade. You know, getting some Premier League experience. If he has a world of a season, United just go, yep, we'll have him back and we'll start thinking about integrating him to the first team. Yeah. Or he impresses that much that we're like, right, we'll give you whatever you want for him, United. You know, we'll, we'll have him. So yeah. I think it ticks, yeah, it ticks a lot of boxes for me. I don't yeah. mind that signing. Um, next, uh, last one, I think Nathan Taylor Saga's dragging on a little bit in it. Yeah. I think it isn't going away. I'm of the understanding that he will be a Burnley player at some point in the next four to five weeks throughout this transfer window period. However long that takes, I don't know. But I am of the understanding that he will be a Burnley player at some point in the next, before the transfer window shuts. Um, I think it's a deal that makes sense for everybody. You know what I mean? It's just the easiest deal of in any club's transfer window this season. Yeah, absolutely. I I think when... All you need to do is go back to last season. Like, you know, yeah. even like you don't you don't have to be a Burnley fan to know this. Like the guy was brilliant on loan yeah. for last 
season. He he lit it apart. Uh, his his chances in front of goal. He buried all of them. Joe's very lucky. He's got his mortgage even from that mm. middle of the game. You know, he didn't bet his mortgage on that one. Um, <laughs> but um, but Nathan Teller is a fantastic footballer, and for fifteen yeah. million pound, if when we were having these conversations on the podcast last year, yeah. you mean with Joe and Neil? Yeah, yeah. We were all saying twenty million pound would have him. Yeah, 15 yeah. million pound. I, I would be laughing to buy him for fifteen million. Pounds. Exactly. So exactly. I agree with you. I'm not in. Yeah. These links of fifteen million pound. I'm not under any illusion that the club sat there going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa yeah, too so, much." Like they know that it's a good price. We're just seeing because yeah. we don't necessarily need to go and be like, "We're going to give you fifteen million quid now." We yeah. need Nathan Teller right now. We can buy him yeah. in two weeks. Nobody else yeah. is going to come in and be like, "Oh, we'll spend twenty five on Nathan Teller because no. he yeah. wants to play for Burnley because of how yeah, well yeah. he did." So yeah, yeah even I'm if like you. even if like one of the relegated teams in the championship go, oh Nathan Teller were decent last year, mm-hmm. or we'll try and you know we'll give we'll give you ten million for him to buy. Him. No one's gonna come in and no. outbid us for Nathan no. Teller because we love him. He loves us. Like he, he, you know, he did not want to leave us at the end of the season. Yeah. You see that picture. I think. I mean, I took a picture. It got floated shared around, shared around a little bit, and it was just Nathan Teller in the rain, flag on, bucket hat on just sat contemplating at Turf Moor like he did not want to leave this club. Like he he bought into it. He loves it. He loves us. We love him. Mm -hmm. I think, and I I really want him to stay because I really want to come back to us. I think he deserves the chance to prove to Southampton that he should have played last season for them. Yeah. He would have been, I think he would have been the difference in them staying up. I really, really do. We had this argument week in, week out, didn't we? Like how, why you would go back to your parent club that said you weren't good enough for the Premier League mm. to then watch them get relegated while you get promoted. Yeah. Nearly at a record points, being one of the best teams in championship history and yeah. being a, a crucial part of that. I don't think the narratives align back up. It's like, oh, we got relegated no. and we didn't want you. Uh, I was a pivotal player yeah. in a season that will go down in history. They don't align. You, won't, no. you wouldn't want to go back to yeah. Southampton that said you weren't good enough. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, it, I think I think, yeah. I think he's the player that everybody wanted to bring back. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I bet, I yeah, I'd still, still to this very moment, still think if, it was possible for us to get Howard Bellis and Teller. I still think I'd, I'd bite that off as well. Yeah. But too I also, I'm not pushing my luck. I don't think we're going to have a 120, 125 million pound transfer window. No. We need to buy where is necessary. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, if it was up to me and you had a toss up, I think Howard yeah. Bellis has the better upside, but Nathan Teller, I just love the yeah. club. I'd love to bring yeah. him in. Yeah, I think like like you said with the the whole stories aligning and stuff, you've now got you've got the club that said you're not good enough for us in the Premier League to then be sent out on loan in the Championship, who then was probably one of the best players in the Championship, mm-hmm. or at least in Burnley fans' opinions anyway. Yeah. To then Southampton are now going, you're going to take us back up. You're the man we believe in. It's like, well, hold on a minute, like. You know, and it might seem really simple and really like yeah. petty to talk about, like, but I think it. I think I think Nathan Tell will think that he'd be like, "Hold on a minute, why didn't you back me when you needed me?" Yeah, like you lost yeah. Livermore, like you needed, you know, you lot, you had a lot of striking, you know, you couldn't hit the fucking back of the net for ages. Like you needed yeah. me, you could have called me back in January when you mm. needed me more than ever, and you still didn't take me back when you needed well, me. Just look at 
we, we brought it up again. Again, I, I keep I do this every time we go on a podcast. <laughs> go back to all these previous pods we've done, but yeah, he signed Elianusi three odd years ago. He yeah. went out and won to Celtic and all this type of stuff, and he went here, there, and everywhere. And then he's come back, yeah. and he's been in the team. They spent twenty five million pound on Sulemana from yeah. Stadmanes. Didn't do anything until the last week of the season where he scored twice. Yeah. Um, you bring in Merslav Orsic, boo. Um, <laughs> you know who who didn't feature, didn't play. I, I literally no. didn't see him touch a ball playing for Southampton. You're going to tell me that Nathan Teller's not good enough, but then yeah. in order to replace Nathan Teller, we need to spend £35 million on wingers that yeah. didn't do as well as Nathan Teller anywhere. No. Yeah. It's, it's not the only thing I... Or bring me no. in, boss. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think, yeah, it's a deal. It's all going to get done. I think Southampton... Personally, I think they're just waiting until the Ward Prowse situation sorted. I think mm-hmm. once that's sorted, there's a big cash injection. They can then go. They can obviously they've got their own targets to re- reinvest that money, um, and that's it. That's where we're at. And it might take two weeks, might take two days, might take six weeks. But Nathan Taylor's going to be in the Burnley shirt next year, and I'm all for it. Um, I want to. So that's all transfers wrapped up. As well, solid, solid links anyway in terms of transfers. As we could be a fucking three hours talking about all the players have been linked to. Um, but I just want to move on to the friendlies quickly. Um, sorry to throw it out there that personally, I think this is one of the best pre-season summer friendly lineups I have ever seen as a Burnley fan. Like I said to you just before we came on, I was like, this is slightly frustrating because I've also I'm married, I've got a kid, you know, I've got responsibilities now. You know, seven seven years ago, like if I was single, bit more cash in my pocket, I'd have been on every single one of them. And that would have been one of the best summers ever going yeah, like Portugal, sure. Belgium. Like mm-hmm. the teams were playing. I know preseason means nothing in terms of like results or whatever, but to test ourselves against I think pretty similar standard of teams yeah. across the European Absolutely. country, I think it's unbelievable, and I think that again comes back to Vincent Company's meticulous planning. But it's it's a similar level and a step above. Like you yeah, know, we are yeah. a very good team. Yeah. They won, um, yeah, Spanish Cup a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had, um, you know, Benfica are giants of Portugal. Yeah, they... you know, it's either them Portal or Sport in every single year. Like, yeah, I retract uh, that comment. They're absolutely nowhere near our level. Yeah. <laughs> Genka Mayans are, but them two are just monster <laughs> in comparison. Yeah, I know exactly what you meant. We are massive. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, that, that, like the Genk one as well. The Genk one's a good one because Genk play European football yeah, every yeah. season or every other season. Uh, yeah. And then Mines, like Mines have had a dip in form, but a couple of yeah. seasons ago, they were a brilliant Bundesliga team. They had players that mm. people wanted. Like um, uh, So, yeah, fantastic ambition from the club. Um, yeah, I wouldn't expect to go into these games and expect us to to win all these games. No, um, but all these games make a difference. It's of course they do, yeah. all well and good going into pre-season and playing Shamrock Rovers and teams in yeah. Austria, which <laughs> yeah, is fine because you're still getting a run out. But this yeah. gives you a, a good quality. Like some of these players that play for Betis and Genk and all that, they mm. play for the national teams. They're no yeah. scrubs at football. Yeah, they're no jumps. Are they brilliant? <laughs> Brilliant academy players as well. Yeah. Their academy players are, I mean, yeah. Por- Portugal academies are ridiculous. Benfica's yeah. academy is a joke. Their academy yeah. team up against ours would be a slaughter. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the, the 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 positives are we're coming up into 
a pivotal time in the year. We're starting the season, mm. but we're starting the yeah. season off with quality teams and a yeah. good challenge, which is what we need. Exactly. And I think it's exactly. positive to see. So again, yeah. shout out to the club once again. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. It, it fits into what we were talking about before, like raising levels across the board of everything, you know, like whether it's down to changing the what the pies are or you know like they've raised the level we're not playing Aki Stanley because we're doing them a favour at pre-season or we're not playing you know we're not sending you know we are sending 23 to that Lancaster but that would have been like one of our mainstay fixtures where you know Dash yeah. would have sent Corky and all that you know they'd have sent a few it would have been a mixed team wouldn't it yeah. so to see us play against these teams I think you know I probably am reading too much into it but I think it's probably where company says no 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 I need to see us against this level of opposition in Europe, in Europe, because that's where I want to take. Because that's where, and I'm, again, I probably am reading way too much into it, and I'm well giddy about all these fixtures <laughs> in this next season. But to me, that's what it looks like. Company's doing. He's saying, "No, this is the bar I'm setting. I want to get us a good feel, and we're going to see where we need to get to." You know, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. I think I'm um, going to bring this comment that came in before oh, as well. Okay. I just want to say thank you um, to Mox EAS. I've said that right or whatever, but appreciate the the super chat and you know the, the fiver. I really do. But he Some raises a, a really really good point. Um, and again, probably the only caveat to preseason is I do wish we had a home preseason yeah. friendly. Yeah. Um, one because I wanted to take my little lad on. He's only like twenty months. He's like I'm just trying to get into football. I'd have just loved to see him. You know, just to try him out at a friendly game. You know, so yeah, you can yeah. dip in and out. It's not too raucous. Yeah. Um, but I do think we've not had a home game friendly arranged because of the works going on down Harry Potter's way. I don't, th I think yeah. they are going to be scheduled to complete pretty tight to the season. So mm. I think that's the reason as to why we don't have a home game is what it is. We'll see the benefit of that. Yeah. At the city game when that just looks whole, that whole approach to the, the, the turf looks mm. a lot better and feels a lot better. So, um, yeah. so we yeah, like, um, we all like a home game, don't we? I mean, like yeah. away days are good, but a home game, yeah. Just like, especially yeah. first game, like pre-season time, it's yeah. like it's like you you foot back into coming to football. Exactly, like, yeah. It's ready for the season. I'd, I'm trying to see both like positives out of it, and I think not be not stepping foot on the turf until Friday mm. night, Man City at home, the treble winners. Yeah, like at the turf, you know, Burnley are back, companies back, like. The first time we've stepped foot on the turf, we're going to be playing against the best team in the world. Are we at home on first game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I didn't even know yeah. that. I, I, I hope we are, and I'm not just been an absolute tear me silly in front of a lot of people. Let me let me double. You carry on talking. No, our first away game was Luton, and obviously that got canned in, which I just knew full well that was going to get canned in because, oh, yeah, which is like not. I'm not. It's not a bag against Luton. Like what they had to get done is just unbelievable. Like they've got such a big task ahead of them. Yeah, um, you know, and I, and I think fair play to them because they're taking on an absolute monumental task in getting ready for the Premier League, and I wish them all the best next season because oh, I, I do like Luton. I've you know speak to a lot of their fans sometimes, and I've got a lot of time for them. But yeah, first game back City at home. That's the first oh, time yeah, we step foot back it. on the turf. Best I'm, time to play. Him, best time oh, to play. Hopefully, like, Jackie Grealish is still on the piss in here, so. I know, I know. I mean, it, no. it, it might it might not be brilliant viewing uh, when everybody's playing match week two and we're bottom of the league zero points. Yeah, play. yeah. No difference. I but, know. Um, it is what it is. Like if they yeah. come to us and absolutely steamrollers, mm -hmm. it's a welcome to the Premier League. It's the best football team I've ever seen in my mm -hmm. lifetime. Anyway, yeah. 
if they batter us, they batter us. If not, anyway, this is probably... We're dipping into a preview pod yeah. now that Joe's sat at home going red face, going, shut up, you're stealing my content. <laughs> I've just checked my phone. He's not, he's not messaged me yet, but he probably will in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'll wrap it up there. We've done about an hour. We've done over an hour. Uh, yeah, I just want to say massive thank you to everyone that's watched us. We've had, like, really decent numbers. Um, all the comments, you know, I've been reading them all and I've just been trying to fit them in where I can because we've both been chatting away but again really appreciate Joe welcoming us into Turfcast and letting us you know throw some ideas out there and build build this channel up and yes stick with us and keep watching keep subscribing keep following us um, and I think you'll you'll see us kick on this year I think you're going to see a lot of good content from us so yeah if you want to remind everyone where they can find you Sam again and they can listen to your rants on Twitter even yeah, more. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, Clarence Roundup page. Uh, sorry if you've been watching it, you get very bored of my voice. It, <laughs> it, it, I, I do, I, when I waffle, I waffle, I can't help it. And if, we, if we're talking Burnley, I can waffle for days. Um, but yeah, Clarence Roundup page, come over and have a chat. Love it. Love it. And Love stick it. around for Turfcast. There's a lot coming this year. So yeah, yeah. For that. enjoy that. Yeah, it really is. We're really kicking up a level this year and, you know, we've had to because everybody else's levels have gone up. You know, all the other mm-hmm. pods have kicked on so we, we've had to start to step up and get our arse in gear but yeah on that note um cheers for your time sam cheers for everyone watching um and yeah get yourself subscribed to turfcast sports social podcast network it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ornament delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.